Ghana Talks Radio, number one. Ghana Talks Radio, in a mix, in a mix. The best music in the world. The best. Best music. My favorite station. Ghana Talks Radio. Get it big, get it here. Listen to all your live mixes, live radio programs, and live entertaining and news package programs right here from GTR. Ghana Talks Radio. This is Ghana Talks Radio, the best station rocking the nation. We bring you local news, business news, international sports and entertainment news. Right here on GTR. GTR. Good evening and welcome to the evening news on Ghana Talks Radio. Coming up in this evening's bulletin, Public Utilities Workers Union and Ghana Water Company Limited staff will test over Deputy MD's appointment. Professor Frimpong Boating names top government officials engaged in Galamse. And political capture of media risky report warns this business sports and showbiz is coming in this evening's bulletin the news will be read by awin timmy akansukum now the details the public utility workers union of the trade union congress and some staff of the ghana water company limited gwcl are protesting the nomination of a deputy managing director finance and administration collins nunchiri to the company Clad in red, the union and the staff bemoaned that Mr. Nunchuri does not have the required qualification for the job and thus should not be considered for the position. Addressing the media, the first vice trustee of the Public Utility Workers Union, Samuel Amo Kakaba, called on the appointing authority to consider someone from the company with expertise other than an unqualified one. Now, former Minister of Environment, Science, Technology and Innovation, Professor Kobina Frimpong-Wating, has named some top government officials as being engaged in the illegal mining kanka, popularly known as Galamse. The renowned professor who served under President Ekufuado during his first term insisted that the road goes as high as the government seat, Jubilee House. President Ekufuado last month tasked the police to investigate allegations, but media has intercepted a 35-page document written by Professor Boating addressed to the President, the Chief of Staff and the Ghana Police. In the said document, the renowned surgeon mentioned some individuals he claims frustrated his effort and the committee he chaired from addressing the kanker. Professor Frimpong also accused a former NPP MP in the Ashanti region, who was also a board member of the Minerals Commission, of selling illegally acquired concessions at 200,000 Ghana cities each. According to him, this infuriated the party in the constituency, so during the 2020 primaries to select a candidate, the electorate voted against NPP MP, the then sitting MP, who was more resourced than other candidates. Although there were allegations that he calmed delegates and attempted to bribe them, he lost to a less known individual who did not have any financial muscle. Professor Frimpong Boateng earlier in March 
insisted that the rot goes as high as the government seat, the Jubilee House. In an interview with state broadcaster GBC, the former minister said these individuals have supervised his ousting from the ministry in order to continue perpetuating the kankar. Professor Boateng stressed that the allegations of some 500 missing excavators from illegal miners in 2020 were fabrications of persons in the government to get him out of the way. Following the revelation, there were calls from a cross-section of Ghanaians for state security agencies to look into the matter. On the back of this, the president asked the Ghana Police Service to probe the matter. This the former minister has written to the presidency, naming the specific individuals he referred to in his claims. Now, political capture of the media landscape has been identified as a major threat to media freedom and the country's democracy. According to a research conducted by the Department of Communications of the University of Ghana, there was an increasing concentration of the media in the hands of partisan actors who controlled the public space through their media empires. The study, DAV, the State of the Ghanaian Media Report, stressed that although there was a semblance of media pluralism in the country, the media was actually concentrated in a few powerful hands. The research conducted in collaboration with the Media Foundation for West Africa, MFWA, with funding support from the U.S. Embassy and the College of Education of the University of Ghana, provided scientific evidence on the ownership of the media, financial viability of media organizations, working conditions of journalists, safety issues, professional practices, as well as training and capacity building. Throwing more light on the report, Professor Gajeko said the study revealed that media ownership in the country was shrouded in opacity with political faces found to be behind most of the broadcast media entities. She added that while there were growing tendency towards media empire building, the National Communication Authority, NCA, had a laissez-faire attitude to questions about transparency of the media ownership. The study found that most of the media organizations were not financially viable and only hanged on to thin straws to be in business. Again, she said the study found that the traditional media organizations were heavily dependent on the pharmaceutical industry, especially herbal products, for advertisements. In terms of working conditions of the media, the study found that journalists worked in precarious conditions, with some of them working without any contract or receiving salary at all. The report further revealed that most media organizations had poor recruitment practices, with some of them hiring journalists without advertising for qualified people to apply. Even worse, it was found that many media establishments did not have structured remuneration system with conditions of service based on who brought you. Professor Gadjipo said it was discovered that in most of the media houses, there was no clear-cut promotion mechanism. Now moving to business, Ghana's economy grew more than forecast in the last quarter of 2022 
even as the nation dealt with inflation well about 40 percent a debt payment moratorium and rising interest rates gross domestic product expanded 3.7 percent from a year earlier in the three months through december compared with upwardly revised growth of 3.1% in the previous quarter, government statistician Samuel Kobna Enim told reporters Wednesday in the capital. The median of four economists' estimates in a Bloomberg survey was for growth of 2.6%. The CD extended gains, strengthening 0.5% to 11.7565 per dollar by 11.59 a.m. in Accra, while the yield on Ghana's $1 billion of Eurobond due 2026 fell marginally to 50.9%. The main drivers of the economic growth were mining and quarrying, which grew 13.4% in the quarter from a year earlier, information and communications and agriculture. And Nim said, economic growth slowed to 3.1% in 2022, from a revised 5.1% a year earlier, Ghana Statistical Service data showed that undershot a finance ministry estimate of 3.7% and International Monetary Fund 3.2%. Ghana is working to restructure most of its public liabilities, estimated at 576 billion cities, equivalent to $49 billion at the end of November to cut its debts from an estimated 105% of GDP in 2020 to 55% by 2028. This would enable the country to secure a $3 billion rescue package from the IMF, even as it undertakes belt-tightening measures set to weigh on economic growth this year. Economists in a separate Bloomberg survey predict a 2.4% expansion in GDP in the three months through March and 2.9% in 2023. Now moving to sports, a Saudi lawyer has demanded the deportation of football superstar Cristiano Ronaldo after he allegedly made an obscene gesture during a match. The incident took place Tuesday as a former Manchester United player, now with Al Nasser, Faiz Al-Hilal in Riyadh. The 38-year-old was heckled by fans after the game by supporters chanting the name of Lionel Messi, during which he appeared to grab his crotch. If proven, such behavior is illegal in Saudi Arabia. Lawyer Nwaf bin Ahmed has filed a complaint with the Saudi prosecution's office stating that Ronaldo committed a crime of public indecency and calling for his arrest and deportation. It is considered a crime of public dishonor and it is one of the crimes that entails arrest and deportation if committed by a foreigner, said the lawyer specializing in international law. The incident has generated widespread coverage on Saudi Arabia's most popular sports program, Action Yadawri. According to Al Nasser's sources, Mohammed Al Anji, an employee of the show, stated that the Portugal star made the gesture because he had been hit during the match. However, other Saudi sports journalists were unimpressed and urged the Saudi Arabian Football Federation to cancel Ronaldo's contract. 
Ronaldo, who has made 198 appearances for Portugal, has scored 11 goals in 11 league games for Al Nasser this season. Now in showbiz, Ghanaian sound engineer and musician Nasi is gearing up to capitalize on the upcoming 2024 general election as he anticipates a high demand for campaign songs from major political parties and their candidates. With a keen interest of how music can rally supporters and ignite passion in voters, Nasi is positioning himself to cash in heavily during this politically charged season. This time again, the National Democratic Congress NDC supporters can look forward to another hit from him, building on his past successes with a well-received tune such as Mahama Beye, Mahama Onapo, and the campaign song for the former President John Mahama in 2020. While he has written catchy songs for other political factions, he acknowledges that the NDC party has demonstrated a strong faith in his abilities and encouraged him to unleash his creative potential, producing compelling tracks that energizes the Eyezu Eyeza followers in the lead up to elections. For Nasi, even though he has left his doors open to any political party that needs his services, NDC has come to love what he does for them, and he is not surprised other political parties even enjoy the songs he produces for the party. Asked if any political party had reached out to him for a campaign song for 2024, which is an election year, Nasi said he had received several requests but he was yet to receive their campaign messages to work with them. Nasi was the main vocalist of the defunct No Tribe, a group he formed some 10 years ago. They were known for hit songs such as Ayeyi, Adumbi, Boshe, Adum, Ohini, Ishirao, and Asida Oyesu Aye. He has been in the sound recording sector for decades, and he has chalked up a lot of successes in producing popular songs and winning awards for his songs. His musical talent is undeniable and he has a sizable fan base in Ghana and beyond. As a solo artist, he has released some very good songs so far. And that's how we draw cuttings on the evening's bulletin on Ghana Talks Radio. Do log on to www.ghanatalksradio.com for more of these stories. And follow us, Ghana Talks Radio, on all social media platforms. You can as well download the GTR app from your app store or Google Play to listen. The news was read by Awen Temi Akansukum. And I say thanks so much for making time. Do stay and do have a good evening. Rock in a nation.